Believe it or not, I still want to preach today. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but we're going to go late because I, I, I want to preach today. So we're, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 1. And uh, so you can turn there, Ephesians chapter 1. You can see it that it's up here behind me. We're going to look at Ephesians because we're going to talk about grace. Now, now the book of Ephesians is really about grace. It's, it's over and over and over again. In the book of, of Ephesians, we, we, we see the word grace. In fact, I think about 12 times in this short little letter. And so grace is, is an, an, a theme of Ephesians. You have heard me say from this platform that you are the target and the focus and the purpose of the love of God. You are. And now I'm going to tell you that you are the target and the focus and the purpose of the grace of God. Because what is grace? What is grace? We think of grace as a passive thing. We think of grace as, as, for instance, not receiving the punishment we deserve. But that's mercy. That's what mercy is. Grace is actively blessing you when you deserve punishment. Grace is always active. It's never passive. Grace is always looking for a place to go. It's always looking for a place to land. It's looking for a for a way to bless you. And if it's always looking for a place to land, why not on you, right? Why not? So let's read this verse, and then we will go through this as we've been doing. We'll look at the context, larger context, immediate context. Then we'll ask ourselves the so what's. So what does this say about God? So what does this say about me? And so what do I need to do now that I know this about God and myself? And then we'll look at Kind of phrase by phrase, we'll break it down, and then we'll look for the comfort and for the challenge of this verse. So Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 7 and 8. And again, it is right here behind me. In him we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. So let's look first at the context. Paul writes this letter to the church at Ephesus. Now, Ephesus was the largest city in, uh, under Roman rule in, uh, in Asia, the largest, 250,000 people or so at the time this church was planted. So this church was actually fairly large also. Now, in Revelation, you may, you know, you may know this church as the church that lost its first love. But at the time that Paul writes to this church, it is a thriving church, large church, in a large town. Now, Ephesus had a lot of pagan temples. In fact, it's the, the temple to Artemis, or Diana, as she's called in Latin, uh, was, is actually four times the size of the Parthenon. So this is a huge temple in, in, in Ephesus. And there were many other pagan temples there as well. So what Paul writes to this church is, is for them to focus in on what's important, what's, what's really critical. He writes to them about grace. Like I said, it's used about 12 times in this short little letter. And he writes to them about being in him, remaining in him or in him or in Christ. So he talks about that about, again, 12 times or so in this letter. So, so this is the, the overall context that this letter is about grace. We know, all of us know Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, right? You've been saved by grace 
So this is just about grace. This entire letter is about grace. Now in the immediate context, you have uh, Paul talking about, uh, about the plan of God. Now we run into, if you read the, the first few verses here, verses 1 through 6, you run into a couple of scary words, chosen and predestined. Oh no. Predestined is about the plan of God. If you read this in its context, it's about the plan of God that was set out before. The, the plan of God that, that all the way back in Genesis 3 began to redeem us. And so it's really in the, in the context of the plan of God that we have this verse that tells us that it was the plan of God to redeem us and forgive us in Christ, by the shed blood of Christ in and, and, and redeem us through the shed blood of Christ. So what does this say about God? God has a plan for your redemption. And he always has. Again, all the way back in Genesis 3, when, when God says that he will strike your head and you will bruise his heel, all the way back there, Jesus is coming. All the way back there, Jesus is plan A. He's not plan B. He's plan A. And he's, he's going to redeem. He's going to forgive. He is going to be the grace of God. Jesus is the embodied grace of God. Now, I kept saying earlier that, that grace is active. And I said that, that you're both the target focus and purpose of the love of God and the target focus and purpose of the grace of God. Grace is the applied love. Grace is, is love, the love of God applied to your life. Grace is blessing you when you deserve curse. That's the grace of God, and, and, and it is active. And God's grace, so God's grace is always active. Jesus is the grace of God, and Jesus redeems us and forgives us by his shed blood. Now, we like to talk about the, the cross, but we don't want to get down to the details of his blood. But it was the blood that covered sin in the old covenant, and it is the blood of Jesus that covers sin in the new covenant. So it is his shed blood that, that shows the grace of God, that shows the love of God. It is his shed blood. It tells us that Jesus redeems and forgives by his blood. And it tells us that God is rich in grace. This, this, the riches of his grace, that phrase, literally means that the highest point on any scale. It means something that is absolutely immeasurable. That's the grace of God. It's completely immeasurable toward us. We can't outrun it. We can't outlast it. We can't, there is no, there is no edge to, to run to. It, it surrounds us. It is completely immeasurable, beyond measure toward us. So what does it say about us? You and I are the target and the focus and the purpose of the grace of God. You and I. He has reached down to us and blessed us when we deserve curse. He has not just uh, uh, forgiven the, 
not, not just forgiven and not punished us for sin, he has blessed us in the midst of it. The grace of God is always active, and he is actively blessing us every day. Actively blessing us. Grace is the love of God that is actualized in our life. It's, it's the point at which the love of God comes to us. So what do we need to do? Well, this verse tells us we need to be in Christ. In Christ. Now, that means we have to know Christ. We have to have, have been forgiven and been redeemed by trusting His shed blood for our salvation. And it means that we have to continue in Him, remain in Him, living each day for Him and not ourselves. That's what we need to do. We need to be in Christ and we need to remain in Christ. So let's look at this phrase by phrase. The first, first two words, in Him or in Christ, Again, this, this is a phrase that's also said about 12 times in Ephesians. And, and just in this chapter, in fact, he goes on and says, we're, in him we're redeemed and forgiven, in him we're, we've received an inheritance, and in him we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. All of this, by the grace of God, if we're in him, if we are, we are in touch with Christ every day. We have redemption through his blood. Jesus literally paid the price. To be redeemed means to be bought and paid for and set free. It was used in this culture to talk about slaves. You could redeem a slave, and that was paying the price for him and setting him free. That's exactly what the shed blood of Jesus does for us. It buys us. We're bought and paid for by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and set free. We no longer have to be under bondage to sin because we are set free. We are redeemed through His blood and forgiveness of our trespasses. Now, the word trespasses, we use it the same way today as, it's, as it was back then. To trespass is to be someplace you're not supposed to be or cross a line. We know where the lines are. We know what God wants from us and does not want from us. And when we cross the line and don't do what he wants of us or do what he does not want of us, we are trespassers. We're trespassing. We, we use that word still the same way today. And so this is not the idea of wandering away from Christ. This is an intentional decision to cross a line. Should God forgive us when we know where the line is and cross it anyway? No, he shouldn't. But you know why he does? Because you are the target and the focus and the purpose of the grace of God. That's why. It's because of the grace of God. And according to the riches of his grace, uh, Hawkins in his book on, on these verses Talks about, uh, talks about this and says, if, if, if I was to give you a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars, that would be giving you from my wealth. But God gives according to his wealth. He gives us a blank check. He signs the bottom and says, whatever you have done, 
or will do, my grace covers it. I got it covered. It's a blank check. Where sin abounds, grace abounds even more, as, as Paul says. We have His grace according to His riches. Not from His riches. According to His riches. The immeasurable grace of God we have according to that. And I keep telling you, grace is never passive. We think of grace and we think of it as a passive thing. We think of it as not getting the punishment we deserve. That's mercy. Grace is looking for a way to bless you. Grace is looking around right now, looking for a way to bless you, looking for a place to land. Why not let it land on you? Why not? The grace of God is actively looking for you. So what's the comfort and challenge of these verses? The comfort of this is obvious. We are redeemed, bought and paid for. We are forgiven by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The grace of God covers us completely. You and I are the target, the focus, and the purpose of the grace of God. You and I. That's comfort. What's the challenge? The challenge is to remain in Him. Remain in Him. Stay in touch with Christ. It means that when you get up in the morning, it isn't about what you want to get done today. It's about what God wants to get done today. It isn't about how you feel about this person or this situation. It's about how Christ feels about that person and that situation. It is remaining in touch with Christ because His grace is constantly active, constantly looking for a way to bless you. So if it's always active and always looking for a place to land, why not on you? I'm going to ask that you bow your heads for a moment. Do you know the grace of God? Has the love of God been applied to your life in grace? Because it can be. It's as simple as a prayer. What we've seen in these baptisms today is the result of the grace of God. We have celebrated the grace of God today. You can have that grace. If you don't know Christ, if you're not in Him, you can be. It's a simple prayer. You can pray along with me in your own words and say, God, I know that I have sin in my life. I know where the boundaries are and I stepped over them. And I did it on purpose. I know that I have said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. I've done things wrong. But I'm going to trust your grace in Jesus Christ. I'm going to trust that his shed blood pays the price, redeems me, and sets me free. And so I ask you to come into my life. Seal me with the Holy Spirit. Give me that inheritance empower me to live. If you prayed that prayer for the first time this morning, you need to let somebody know. Come and let me know. Let one of our deacons know. Elbow your neighbor and let them know that you accepted the gift of the grace of God today. That the grace of God landed on you today. Maybe you know Christ. 
But as you look back over the, the past week, you realize it's been more about you. It's, it's, you. You've been living in you rather than in him. Will you take a moment right now and ask him for, your, for forgiveness for that and ask him to re, rebuild your relationship. Father, we thank you for this verse. We thank you, Father, that we are the target and the focus and the purpose of your grace. We thank you that Jesus came to pay our price to redeem us. Keep us mindful that your grace is always actively looking for a way to bless us. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Jim from Porter Mountain Fellowship. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. These are sermons from our 10.30 a.m. service on Sundays. If you're in the neighborhood, stop by. We're on the corner of Porter Mountain Road and Commerce Drive in beautiful Lakeside, Arizona.